0: Need a faith boost? You're in the right place. Faith for Her is your place to come for faith-building encouragement and scriptural truths that you can apply to your everyday life. Whether you are one that opens your Bible and struggles to understand, or one who reads the word every day and is just unsure how to apply it to your everyday life, this podcast is for you. I'm your host, Katie Wynn. I've been teaching Bible studies to large groups of women for over five years, and I am passionate about building women up in their faith through biblical literacy. Teaching God's word and encouraging women in their faith is my ministry, but I also work for a marketing agency and homeschool my littles. I believe that faith can be applied to all areas of our lives, and I want to help you do just that. Get ready for some hope that can only be found in Jesus. It's time for Faith Boost. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Faith for Her podcast. I am so excited to share a special guest with you today. Her name is Natasha Smith and she writes over at the Lovely You blog and hosts a podcast and community called Can You Just Sit With Me? Natasha has started a ministry that is really going to bless you. She talks about how to process grief and how to find hope through your grief journey. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about grief, of course, but also the longings in our hearts and how we can find hope in Jesus as we wait for the things that we're longing for. So join us. We're about to begin. So Natasha, welcome! Thank you for joining me today. I'm excited to have you. Um, would you first just share a little bit about the lovely you blog and the Can You Just Sit With Me ministry that you've started?
1: Yeah, first of all, thanks so much, Katie, for having me. It's so honored to such an honor to be here and sitting with you. Um, but yeah, it started um, the blog over almost 12 years ago, which is crazy. Um, you know, it started as um, just a creative type outlet for my nine to five at the time. Um, I was working in big pharma as an engineer and, um, and, and, and that it was just kind of an outlet, but it's just grown into something that the Lord has just kind of blossomed into this, this ministry, as you put it. Mm-hmm. I don't typically, typically call it that, but that's what it is um, that God has kind of helped, you know, I don't say more, but just transform. He's done so much in me. And so it's kind of funny how the blog is called lovely, You," but it's like, it's, it's transformed me. And the blog has transformed into this ministry to help others through hard times and, and, in their grief, um, see Jesus and have the hope of Jesus. And so that's, and that's, that's what the blog is about. And then can you just sit with me it kind of comes alongside that to be even more specific in, um, sharing the hope of jesus with those who are hurt hurting in any kind of way and in in any season of life um and then pointedly to those who are grieving
0: Yeah, and I think I came across you on Instagram, is how I originally found you. Um, And then we've done some work together through my business as well. Um, And I don't follow everybody in our influencer network, but I did follow you because you, um, well, I love the message that you speak. So you speak to hurting hearts and so you've definitely ministered to me, Um, but you're also a homeschool mom, which I am as well. So tell me a little bit about that.
1: Yes, oh my goodness. Um, I don't often get asked about homeschooling, so this is kind of exciting, um, but I've been homeschooling. This is our seventh year, um, and when we made the decision to homeschool, um, my oldest daughter was in third grade, and I felt the Lord leading us in this direction, and I just remember this is me. I'm, I'm working at my nine-to-five as an engineer, and I'm on the phone at lunch with my husband. And I said, I think the Lord is leading me to homeschool, like, I really feel this nudge. And it was scary. And I was like, Oh, my gosh. And so my husband's like, Well, you know, I I trust God, we just have to trust God. And so we did that. And it it was crazy, because I made the decision like over summer. And so it was like, Mm -hmm. literally, like, June, July, and we had to start in August, it was a crazy whirlwind. But um, we've seen so much fruit from it it's just, it blows my mind. Like, you know, every time it's not easy, it's not easy. But every time that I feel like, you know, quitting and saying like, this is just too hard. I God just shows me a glimpse of what is the, why he shows me the why. And I know, um, just, um, as an example, um, my daughter, our oldest daughter. Oh, I guess let me, let me back up real quick. So we had made a decision when we homeschooled to homeschool only through middle school. So that's, that's our thing. Um, and so my oldest daughter is now in the 11th grade. So she started in, at a Christian Academy in her town, um, a couple of years ago and it was a great transition and she's doing really well. Um, but, um, when God you know when I still have the littles who I'm homeschooling now, and when again, when things are kind of like rough or just hard, um, again, as I was mentioning God just shows me these glimpses. So with my older daughter, um, like she serves at church in like the production ministry, and um on Sundays, they'll take you know just random different pictures of like you know audience, or whatever. and so I came across her picture and she is worshiping. And I just wanted to bawl my eyes out because I'm like, this is what it's really about, you know, Mm -hmm. just really having the opportunity for me. It was having the opportunity to pour Christ into them while they're at home so that they can face the the world from a Christ, you know, a God perspective, you know, a biblical perspective. So, Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, I love that. I can, like, all of that resonates with me. And funniest thing, my daughter was in the third grade when I decided to pull her out of public school as well. And I did the same thing. It was like the end of the school year. I had a summer to get ready. And then we just started. Like, just, it was wild. Yeah. So same story. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yes. But yeah, I'm always reminding myself of the why as well, because it's not easy, but it's worth it. And so when people ask me, you know, how do you homeschool? I don't think I could ever do that. And I said, no, well, you can. And you just have to know it's going to be hard, but also know it's going to be worth it. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. (laughs) I know. That's so funny. So I want to talk a little bit about your grief story and, you know, why you chose to share that. And you said it's not, you know, you didn't think it was going to be a ministry, but it really is. And, And you sharing your grief journey and wanting to help other people through that. Tell me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so um, I have experience with just an immense amount of grief and um, just loss after loss after loss. And it really started um, in like early teen years, you know, just experiencing, Mm -hmm. experiencing some losses. Um, and then just seeing loss in other people, whether it was like, um, like my sister miscarrying, like, a, you know, I actually um, just saw her walk through that, not really understanding because I'm, you know, I'm still young myself. And then just seeing like, um, like a niece, again, another child of my sister's die at two months old, you know, it's just starting there. But then personal losses like i had multiple miscarriages stillbirth um walking walking through that and then just loss after loss of immediate family members you know at at an earlier age um look based on the research that i've done it's like you know there's uh, a typical um timeline where you would typically lose certain people in your life and i'm just on a another spectrum of, of some you know of this timeline of losing these what would be considered significant people in your life like earlier than normal um and so that combination of just losing really like half of my immediate family because it was a total of six of us and so three are in heaven now um on top of, you know, so those are losses of um, loved ones. But then I've also suffered living losses, like I like to call them, or those who don't include, you know, it's not inclusive of someone who has passed away that we love, but losses of career, because it was the hardest. Mm -hmm. I can't even sometimes articulate how hard the transition was to leave my my engineering job to homeschool. it was a loss that I, I actually had to grieve, and so I include um, just a variety of different losses that I've experienced, and that we kind of experience as a whole in 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 my upcoming book. But as far as my grief journey, it really, really includes a lot of um, person loss, meaning loss loss of loved ones, um, and then as well as some other living losses, and so it's just extensive extensive grief that I have experienced. And I guess it really, I'll I'll kind of bring it together to say what made me start to really kind of reach out to others or um, want to share with others, because I had already suffered like a majority of all of this, but I wasn't sharing it with anyone per se. Um, Again, when I started the blog, it was for a creative outlet. It was like, literally it was a style blog when it first started so it's so crazy because if anybody scroll back i haven't deleted anything they'll be like what was she doing you know so um but as it progressed really 2020 was like the pinnacle of really saying you know the world was dark everything was just so felt like so closing in on 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 every everyone really um you know with the political stuff going on it was a political year a lot of racial things going on and a lot of injustice and the only thing i can think about is that it felt like grief like it how i would consider like how um you know, when I had experienced a, a deep loss, that's how 2020 felt to me. And so I was like, this feels like grief. And so I started to to talk about that to say, this feels like grief. I don't like how this feels. And people started to resonate with it because they were feeling it too. And so I, I really, um, um, Realize how many people were hurting, like I'm not the only person hurting, and and so I I started to kind of like kind of step out just a little bit more and a little bit more, because um, really up until 2020 I really wasn't sharing as much about my faith. I mean I've I've, I've been a Christian for as long not as long as I remember because I remember getting saved, but um, you know 20 plus years before 2020. You know, so yeah. I've been. a Christian for a long time, but I hadn't, like, it wasn't a Christian blog, you know what I mean? At the time. And, And of course, because Christ is in me, it spilled into it. So, you know, I might do a fashion post and say something inspirational or whatever. But 2020 was like the pivotal point of saying, Jesus, you know, Jesus is really the only thing that can fix this. And so I became more bolder in in professing faith and saying this little light of mine i'm gonna let it shine because this is so dark it was so dark that it was like i almost felt compelled really to share to start sharing on my faith sharing about jesus sharing about him being the hope for this world that we need and the hope in grief so i really that that's really like the changing moment (laughs) was in 2020 to to just start to share about faith, more about Jesus, more about faith and um, about the grief that we we all will or have experienced in our life.
0: Yeah, I love that. It reminds me of the verse of let your light shine before others so they'll give glory to your God in heaven. And, and really, that's what the Holy Spirit was doing in you in that season. So yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. I like that on your website, you have a quiz that people can take about Grief, And are you suffering from grief and that you acknowledge like grief doesn't have to be loss of life. It can be other losses because we grieve a lot of things in this lifetime. Um, And so when you when you say that, like, what do you mean? Like, give me you gave me a couple examples, like a loss of a job. But what are some other like big things that we might grieve in our lifetime? Mm
1: -hmm. So, yeah. So as you mentioned, like the loss of our career, um, even a big move. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even, because um, I think of like, even possibly military families who may move around a lot. Um, I mean, I, I even have a friend who, um, as an adult, has thought back to say, I really didn't have that many friends because I moved around a lot. So sometimes, you know, we may have to grieve things in, in the past that has affected how we think and how we've inter- we interact in the now um another another thing could be in in the same vein um as a move um um like if you're if well i guess it's kind of the same so sorry about that so um like if something happened to your childhood home yeah you know so that was one actually that was something in particular to me that that just happened like my childhood home is being torn down and so mm. i found myself like surprisingly because i didn't think about it grieving that
0: yeah like, it's I, like a you know, piece of you was kind of no longer there like a part of your roots of, of your history right that's that is yeah. something to grieve mm-hmm. yeah.
1: so i thought to me that was surprising but it totally makes sense so you know so those are the things that you're like We kind of walk through life and don't think about it until it kind of hits us. And it's like, huh, why am I sad about that? Why do I think? And we have to stop and pause and give space to it. And so that's really what I had to do. Because I think it hit me a little bit harder because, you know, my sister, two of my sisters, and my dad, you know, we all lived there. And so um, unfortunately, like on that Friday that, My mom was like, hey, you know, if you want to come to get anything from the house, you know, you need to come and get it because it's Friday is going to be, you know, you need to have it, get it by Friday. And that Friday was like the death anniversary of my dad. And I was like, I cannot do this. (laughs) I cannot do this. Super hard because it was kind of like a finality, giving more of a concrete like this is it. And so it was, it was just a. Um, interesting, to to feel like a really heavy grief to a to a piece of property, you know what I mean? And so that's why you know I think a lot of people may not um, think about you know living losses or or things could be that attached to us that would make us grieve. So I'm hoping that the book um, will just bring more to light the other types of grief that we might experience. Um, the other things are kind of like divorce, um, the loss of pits. I mean, I just mm-hmm. had a close friend who lost a, a pet, and it was the saddest thing because it can bring up other feelings. Like if, if you've suffered a, a loss in the past and then your pet passes away, it can just stir up even more emotion um, during that time. So...
0: I love how you said that you need to give space to your grief because I think sometimes we can really rush ourselves and and say, well, that shouldn't be that big of a deal to me or other people go through this all the time and they seem fine. So I should be fine too. And we just sort of like vary it and vary it. And, you know, each little grief that comes up that we don't process later will come out like a roaring lion to attack us if we're not careful. And so I love that concept of like giving space. And like, what are maybe some of the warning signs that we need to give space to something we might be grieving if we're not so in touch with our emotions or we're not really sure? Like, what are some of those cues that maybe we, our body gives off?
1: Yes. Um, I'd like to say, um, like this feeling of tiredness, and it's mm-hmm. a different type of tired. So it's it's a, I went to bed and at eight or nine o'clock and I got up at nine and I'm still drained. Like I'm mm-hmm. still feel like I'm on E because what happens with grief is like it's really how like explain it, it is running in the background. Mm-hmm. Even while you're, you know, you're going about going about daily life. It is constantly in the background and it's, it's literally kind of like there's something that's attached to you that is draining you. But if we and when we don't um acknowledge it and deal with it it, it just const, it'll keep going and it'll keep sapping us our energy and in that vein i like to think of like a um you think about the like the baby that's tired a mm-hmm. tired baby mm-hmm. and they're like uh they're very irritable you know they mm-hmm. you know they may be snappy, you know, they're not acting like themselves. And it's the same. I think I, I like to say it's the same. It's like, we can we we might be more short tempered, um, irritable, you know. It's um,
0: a perfect analogy.
1: Yeah. Just not feeling our normal, our normal self. And, I've, and I'm, and I mean, I've, I've done that and I've, I've felt that way before and you know, I'm like, oh, okay. I know what's going on here.
0: <laughs> I have yeah. to make
1: space for it.
0: And what are some ways that you do make space for it? How do we start to process our grief? Yeah.
1: So, no, for me, um, it can be different for, for different people. Um, I I I used to not be like a big journal person and I'm still not like, I'm not, you know, I think like in my college years, I used to keep journals and stuff like that, but um, I kind of moved away from it. So I'm not like a big journal person, but you have to get what's going on inside of you out. And so if, even if you're not a journaler, you can just get a piece of paper. You know, if, if a journal is too intimidating, you're like, I don't want to capture all my thoughts. You can get a piece of paper and you can just start writing out what you're feeling at that moment. And it's really not a, um, per se, just to keep it. You don't have to keep it. You know, when you, once you've kind of got it out, you can trash it, shred it, burn it, whatever. Um, and then, and then just make space for gratitude. Mm. So after you've gotten all that out, then you can fill up on gratitude. Like, what am I thankful for? And what am I grateful for in this moment?
0: Yeah, so that's, that's so good cool. that, to turn it around to gratitude um, after you know giving yourself that space to process. Yeah. I find that I'm a verbal processor. That's probably why yeah. I started a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. finding someone like safe that's to good. talk to um, and that can sometimes be hard if you're a verbal processor because you just want to tell everybody, you know, you just, yeah. especially when you're hurting, it, it just sort of bubbles out yeah. of your mouth. And so I would say, like, be on guard against that, that yeah. when you're grieving, like, limit the people that you're sharing with because you want to limit it to people that are going to honor your feelings um, and not just, you know, listen and be distracted. And then you don't feel validated in your, your feelings yeah. and you just conflict the problem. So. Um, that would be my two cents. If you're a verbal processor like me, pick one or two people and let those be your people that you kind of share your grief processing with.
1: I love that so much, Katie. And like, that's such a huge, huge, huge thing for me, because for so many years, I literally just stuffed my pain because I didn't I didn't know what to do with it. And then when uh, um, even and when I shared it, it was met with, you know because most of my peer group hadn't suffered any kind of loss. And so they didn't know what to do with it any, any, either. And so it was kind of like sharing it, but I'm not getting any you know, validation or anything really. So not until recently have I found a safe place or safe people to share it mm-hmm. with. So I think that is extremely important, as you've mentioned, to find your people that you're safe with Sharing, sharing about it.
0: Yeah. And something else I think I've learned, and I want you to speak into this, is that um, sometimes with our grief, we want to fix it. Like we feel like, okay, if I just do A, B, and C, I'm not going to hurt anymore. And I can move on. And so sometimes that becomes the goal of like chasing after that thing that's going to fix my heart. And I've learned that only Jesus can heal your heart. But it's still gonna hurt this side of heaven because we live in a broken world and things are not gonna be completely fixed until we get to heaven. And so that longing that sort of rests in in there, that hurt that we sort of have to live with, we have to figure out how do we live with that, you know? and, And to me, it's constantly bringing it back to the feet of Jesus and saying, you know, I really want this to be healed. But I know I'm going to live with the pain of this missing person or this loss um, in my life. And so today, I need your help to get through today. Today, I need your help to help me find the joy, help me find the peace, to help me find the endurance that I need to keep running my race, um, to, keep, to keep positive and to keep looking forward with hope rather than going backwards and living in that pain constantly.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that. You said so many awesome things there. Um, I was actually just talking with a friend um, for upcoming podcast, but it was, it was really centered around what you're touching on with the healing part. Um, Because Mm -hmm. I've found so many in the grief community that may, you know, feel like they cannot be healed from what they've experienced you know and i and i totally understand from a standpoint of having experienced so much loss how someone can feel almost a hopelessness yeah but because we know jesus he is our hope and so um again it is it's that tension kind of as um you had kind of mentioned when you were, you were kind of telling me your heart behind this particular episode, that tension between, I know that in heaven, when we get to heaven, there would be no more tears, there would be no more heartache, there would be no more death, there would be no loss, no grief, you know, in heaven, we, we will have all those things. So the tension between knowing that for that heaven is here, but what do I do now? Like how do how do I reconcile, you know, how I'm feeling now and the pain that I feel now and how I'm hurting now, with with that, you know, um, and I think it's it's having faith that you know um, that God's word is true, and that He He somehow brings heaven to earth when we say, you know, Lord, let Your kingdom come, let Your will be done as it is, um, you know as it is in heaven, bring that here to earth. And so he's able to, to comfort our hearts and he's given us his Holy spirit to comfort us and to kind of lead it, lead us um, through that because of sin, the earth is not as it should be. Right. And so we have this longing for better. We have this longing for heaven because what is going on now um is not what god had intended right so sin entered into the world and that's what brought all of this these things all of all of our pain all of our hurt suffering persecution you name it was brought in because of the fall of because of sin and so um the awesome thing about that is that god already knew this and he already had a plan and he already made provision To bring us into bring into this world the hope that we have in jesus and through jesus and so jesus came to the earth to give us a living hope like he's our living hope and because he's our living hope we have hope now and not only in heaven but we have it now and sometimes um being that i'm in the grief space is hard because i feel uh sometimes it's hard to explain that we have a living hope like a hope for now um because I know like often you know we you know uh people may quote the scriptures you know you know he's gonna take away our tears and our pain and they look forward to heaven but we're here and we're here now and so it's like God gives us hope now he is the hope, you know, he isn't the hope, the anchor for our soul, like firm and secure. He is our hope for now, that we can have joy
0: now, you know. I love um, that because I think then we don't have to feel like, okay, I just have to endure. I just have to make it to the yeah. end and then it's going to be okay. Like I love that you're bringing that hope into our present moment. And, and Jesus said, I will never leave you or forsake you, right? So this world may forsake us our experiences yeah. may forsake us, but Jesus never will. And he's ever mm-hmm. present with us. And I love that, that you're reminding us to have hope in this moment too, that it's not just something for the future. Mm-hmm.
1: So I, I had jotted down the scripture in Romans eight twenty two, and it talks about it's the scripture when it's talking about like the whole creation has been groaning mm-hmm. as in, in the pains of childbirth, like right of, up to this present time. Um, just really longing for christ christ's return and it's because of you know we have those scriptures that say you know um he has made everything beautiful in in its time and at at the proper time or at the appropriate time he's going to bring all things together as one and how they should be you know and so we we do long for that because we you know, again, we, we live in this world. I don't want to get too Christianese, but we live in this world. But literally, we're not of this world. You. you know, we were created for, really, for heaven. Um, but He has designed us. We're created in His image, a triune being, body, mind, and spirit. Right? We're created like Him, and He's given us everything that we need here and now. Because one one thing that I have to tell myself, and I have I've had to tell myself in the past, and, and even presently, is that you know we can't we can't really do hold space for the grief, and we have to process it, um, but we can have joy as well.
0: That longing is sort of preparation, right? It, it is mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit at work in us seeing that Spirit. things are not right. Like this is not God's design for us. Mm-hmm. This is not God's heart or his desire for us. This is sin messing things up. And so that longing in our heart for eternity and that longing in our heart for things to be made new, is it's a holy longing. It's, oh, you know, Spirit. God is showing us like, you're right, it's not supposed to be that way. And I have something better for you. Mm-hmm. And we can find hope in that. hmm so tell me about your book. You've talked a little bit about it, but, but I want to hear like when is it coming out? What can you you know give us a little sneak peek of? what can we expect?
1: Yes, I'm super excited about it. Um, it, it is um, it's coming out in the fall of next year. so fall 2023 okay. and um, um, by IVP the intervarsity press um Mm -hmm. super excited um what to say about it i'm super excited about it
0: um i've seen all your instagram posts that you're just like editing and diving away and it's like oh my gosh it stresses me out you're like under all this pressure (laughs) to get it done
1: (laughs) the funny thing though you know um the editing process because i i just submitted like my first round of edits and it wasn't as bad as i thought it would be okay. and i don't i don't know i don't know if i mean I, i'm sure the process is different for for every author or whatever but um i really enjoyed it like i really enjoyed hearing and seeing the feedback from my editor and i had like a, a beta reader um uh, feedback as well, and I really enjoy reading through it all. And mm. which it sounds bizarre, but and I, I have enjoyed the process so far. Um, but I think what I'm excited about the book is we, you know, I, I of course share my stories, um, and stories are good because they connect, you know, connect one to another, right? Mm-hmm. Um, And it helps us to to say, you know, me too or us too. And um, but it goes beyond the stories. And so I have kind of incorporated some clinical research to get us to think or to get us to kind of understand a little bit more about grief. Because, you know, again, you know, grief is universal. It happens to us all. Yet, we still don't talk about it as much. And so many people feel alone and many people still don't understand it. And so um, so the research type portions or pe- um, pieces and snippets within the book kind of helps us to understand like, oh, this is why I felt this way. You know, it's to me, even during the research, it was a lot of aha moments like okay this is why i feel this way and this is why this is you know along the the thinking why i'm thinking this way and so to me it helps to helps us it helps us to be a little bit more self-aware and so i love that about it and then the other portion of course is just sharing the word of god and um because in the past you know the only really big scripture that I had heard about grief was, you know, don't grieve as others, you know, like the world, like that scripture in Timothy. And I'm like, and then of course, Jesus' wept. And so I was like, okay, grief goes far beyond those two verses. And so I really, um, just kind of dug into the word and brought, tried to bring out just so it's so much, um, in the different stories in the Bible that will speak to not only just, again, not only just the loss of a loved one, but so many different losses, including like um, just the loss of, or the grief that we suffer because of our culture, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, because of our culture, again, um, loss of identity like our self-identity. So I touch on uh, uh, various losses within the book. And so I'm kind of excited about sharing that with others.
0: Yeah, that sounds exciting. I can't wait to read it. So well, congratulations. And I'll have to have you you come back on once you release that to talk more about it. Um, Well, I just want to have you close us maybe with some words of wisdom. We have covered so much today. Um, But, you know, is there anything else you want to leave us with when it comes to, you know, honoring the longing in our souls or honoring the grieving processes that we're going through?
1: Yeah, I think um, one huge takeaway would be to bring it all to Jesus Mm -hmm. and to really just sit at his feet. And this is kind of a thing for my book, <laughs> like just sitting. Um, because Jesus is really calling, calling us to come and sit with him and be it with our desires, our longings. Um, so I guess I would just invite everyone to just sit with Jesus when it comes to... Um, the issues of the heart, whether you're grieving, whether you're hurting, where you whether you're dissatisfied with life, and life has you know you've come to a point where you know this is not what I thought it would be. You know, coming to Jesus and sitting with Him and bringing it all to Him, I feel like it's the key to everything.
0: Um. Yeah. Yeah, I agree so much, and I just came out of one of those seasons of deep grief. And, um, sometimes you think, Oh, just going to Jesus and sitting, what is that going to do? But he is miraculous and he heals your heart little by little, each time you sit in his presence and you'll find that you'll go from this like state of despair and hopelessness and questioning to freedom and hope Mm -hmm. and joy and confidence again. And so I just want to encourage anybody who's in sort of that darker despair place right now, It's okay to be there, but take it to Jesus. Don't stay there and allow Him to heal your heart little by little. Yeah, that's so good, Natasha. Well, thank you for joining me today. Um, If you want more, Natasha, you can find her over at the Just Sit With Me podcast. Um, I'll link that in the show notes as well. And um, thank you again for being with us and, and just enlightening us on how to process our own grief and how to give us a little hope in this journey of life and the trials that we come against. Thank you for spending this time with me. I hope you walk away with a faith boost that puts a little spring in your step. I love to connect with you on social media. I'm on both Facebook and Instagram. On Facebook, it's Faith for Her, and Instagram, it's Katie Wynn, Faith for Her. I'm on Instagram a little bit more, where I share little faith boosters in my squares. I love to write, and so you'll find words of encouragement on the regular over there in addition to pictures of my life so I homeschool my kids you'll see my family I love to be in the kitchen and the garden and I love to be outdoors so I'd love to get to know you a little bit better over on Instagram too so I'll put links to my social channels down in the show notes and until the next episode be blessed and be encouraged Thank mm-hmm. you.